0: This episode has been sponsored by Idealo, the price comparison website. Hi and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shute and today it's warm. It's nice and warm, which is fantastic because it's summer. We deserve to be warm. The kids are out and playing around and I thought I would just do a fairly short uh, catch up on kids and money. And just to give you my views and my ideas about raising kids. Um, as you probably most of you know, I've got two great kids, Ollie, um, who's fifteen, and Bella, who's thirteen. And um, it's been cool. It's, it's been a, it's been a great journey. I've liked the whole process from when they were little babies uh, right up until now. Um, the three of us go out and we play golf and stuff together. So we've become really good friends, um, which is lovely, which is really lovely. And I, I also sort of um, really cherish the lessons that I can pass on to my children and obviously being a money man um, I kind of think that you know it would be good if they had some nice lessons pass on to them from me about finances. So I thought I would share some of those with you today. And if some of, some of them fit and you like them, then please take them, use them with your own children. Um, if you think I'm wacky and crazy, then have a little glass of wine and laugh at me. Um, who, uh, you know, What else is there to do? But one of the stats that I read from, um, not long ago from Child Poverty Action Group was that it costs £75,000 to raise a child from birth to age 18. £75,000, that is no small feat, um, and that's not including any investment growth on that money during that period of time. So um, if we can get it right, it will be a great investment. <clears throat> so I started with pocket money. Okay, so when they were fairly young, um, Nikki, my wife and I were talking about sort of pocket money and money for the kids and stuff like that. And I'm a process kind of guy. Nikki is a off the cuff, take it easy kind of girl. Um, She hates routine. I I like routine for what it gives me. I don't love routine, but routine for me, a system, frees up my thought. And it allows me to do lots of other things. If I had to think every time I did something, I'd be going crazy. So a routine, a system for me, is not something I want to do because I love it. That's not the case, although Nikki says it is sometimes. It's because it allows me to do more things. Okay. Um, one of my best mentors and tutors ever um, always used to say, take routine thought out of everyday actions. And that stuck with me throughout. So if I can take um, a, a routine thought and um, automate it in some way, then that's what I'll do. So back onto pocket money, we said, well, I said, to, well, OK, we need some kind of system with it. We need to automate it because we didn't start that way. We started with pocket money, do chores. OK, I'll owe you. Oh, Dad, you owe me a pound. I owe you a pound. I'm not now teaching you the right lessons. Dad, I've taken the rubbish out, like you said. Um, was that a pound you said I can have for that? Oh, yeah, um, I don't have a pound on me. I'll owe you it. Now, I'm not teaching good lessons, then, am I? So I needed to sort of teach them good lessons from the outset. So I sat them both down and I said, OK, this is what we're going to do. These are your tasks. OK, this is what I want you to do. And therefore, I will pay you. And we've agreed two pounds per month for each year of their age. Some of you could sit back and say, well, that's quite a lot, okay? Um, and other you will be listening thinking, wow, you poor kids. So the amount of money, I tell you it because often people don't talk about money and things, and I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Um, it's relative. It's relative to your own family unit. The amount of money is not as important as how you do it. So we'd link it two pounds to each year age. It could be one pound. It could be 50p, okay? That is not important. What is important is you're linking it to progression, so, But they must have chores. They must have jobs to do that. And there's various jobs that our children do at, around the house. Everything from the recycling, the rubbish being put out, dishwasher and things like that. Um, so they get the pocket money. Now, in the early days, I would automate that and I'd have it paid from my bills account across onto an OSPA card. So in the early days, they would have an OSPA card. There's a couple of them. OSPA and Go Henry, And there's a third one, which slips my mind. Um, and these are cards that are available for young children. I think it's age eight uh, and above. Um, so we'd automate it. So I knew, or standing order every month into their account. If they didn't do the chores, I would amend the standing order. I did it once; never need to do it again. You know, they always remembered it. Uh, I would help them. I would support them by reminding them. Oh, remember the bills going out tomorrow night. Um, but they would always do it. And then when they reached 13, I think it was when Bella reached 13, although it might have been Ollie. I, again, I forget. I'm sorry. Um, I then went in, I took them into the bank, and I opened them a bank account. Uh, and the reason I wanted to open the bank account is I wanted them to, to have that experience. I had it from a young age. Um, I wanted them, them to have the same experience of going into the branch and experience of opening up an account and everything else. I think that's quite an ex- important thing, to explain to them how money works, that when you get paid... You go to work, you earn money that you get paid that goes into your bank account. And then from that money, you have to pay all your bills. You don't need to overwhelm them with the detail, but just top level information. um, I think at that sort of age is enough. So they understand that, oh, okay, it's not a bottomless pit. And they have debit cards. So they always had the um, OSPA card, and now they've got a debit card for their account. And sometimes I've had comments about, oh, you're cheating your children to use plastic. That's not right. They should use cash and stuff. Do you know what, when they're older, there isn't going to be cash, I don't believe. You're going to go to a cashless society. What I'm trying to do is teach them how to manage money. And whether that money is in paper format, or whether it's in plastic format, years gone by, it was in gold and whatever you could trade on a market stand. You know, The the format of money may change, but it's the psychology behind it on how to manage money and understand money. Um, And... They, so they have their debit card. And the, the, the rule of thumb that we have in our family is we buy their needs. They buy their wants. Okay, can I even repeat that to you one more time? We buy their needs. They buy their wants. So they need to have school uniforms. They need to be fed. They need to be housed. They need to be safe and warm and loved and everything else. So that's obviously a no brainer. Um, but when we're going around a supermarket, and my daughter sees a whole load of arts and craft things, and she comes with me and little the puppy dog eyes and holds them out, says, "Daddy, can I have these, please? I really want these." And I say, "To her, sure you can, and you can have those. How much they cost? You add it up. She feels really proud of herself, and so she's been like, "That's great." So you've got your card with you, right? You can buy your pocket money. And I did that from day one, and I still do it to today. You know, it's like, um, oh, you know, I really want these, I really want them. That's great. You want your card with it, you, you can buy them if you really want them. That's something that you want to spend your money on. And then the decision process is different because they're then spending their own money. They're not spending somebody else's money. It's really easy to spend other people's money. You know, if you don't think about it, you've got a credit card. You can go and spend your bank's money really easy. So when you've got to pay it back, you've got to think about it. And that's what I'm trying to get them to do. Just think about the, 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 the reality of spending their own money. Um, and we also have a check-in. Um, we have a bit of a check-in that, you know, if they spend much more than one pound for each year of their age, then they should just check in with us. Um, I must confess, as the years have gone on, we've kind of relaxed that rule a little bit because they seem to have picked up the message. They're pretty savvy kids when it comes to money. Um, but certainly in the beginning, because they had a, you know, um, an Oscar card, they can go and spend their pocket money. So let's say at 10 years old, they'd have say 20 pounds on there. I didn't want them to go and buy 20 pounds of sweets, okay? Because I wanted them to understand that, okay, th- there's a limit of reality here. So if they would spend more than one pound of each year of their age, so ten pounds, I want to keep it really simple for them. I want them to check in with me and say, hey dad, this is what I want to buy. mum, I want to go and buy this. And then we would have that conversation with them. And the conversation would often go around to, you, do you really want it? You know, how bad do you really want it? And if it was a bigger item, so my son um, particularly liked um, Xbox games and things at the time, um, we'd say, you know, have you checked out on Idealo? And we would get them to go onto their iPad or onto the um, family computer and go to Idealo and see if they could find that item cheaper. And quite often, quite often, they would find that item cheaper. Now, if some of you don't know who Idealo is, um, this is a genuine story. I've been using IDLO for many, many years before we started working with them. They sponsored the show. Um, and IDLO uh, are a price comparison site. So you go into their site, you type in the item you want, and the software goes off and it finds the um, item that you've typed in, and it'll say, okay, these sites are selling for these different prices. But it does one more thing than that, okay? (laughs) That's great. But it also shows you the price trend. So if you can see the price trend coming down, you might think, actually, I want it, but I don't really need it now. I might hold off for a week or two because it's coming down pretty quick. And you might even find you're getting it cheaper um, in a week or two's time. Uh, and if you any of you read the um, Sunday Mirror column that I write every week, um, you'll see the Idelo's um, price comparisons and ideas at the bottom there. Um, so it's really good. But you know, that's just one part of it. OK, that's just one part of it. It's like it's all very well being good with your money day to day. But do you understand what money does and how you're going to do it? So I, it was really keen for me to introduce them to investing and get them to invest. So from quite a young age, um, I bought them a share in a company. Now, this isn't the best investment strategy in the world, okay? So please don't shoot me down for this. I'm This is an education journey I'm doing for my kids here. It is isn't an, uh, an investment strategy, okay? It's more important to me that they get the lesson as opposed to they get wealthy. They get the lesson, then they can create the wealth themselves. But so, um, I sitting down and say, okay, l- l- I try to explain to them. Like, it was actually McDonald's. I'll tell you the story. Uh, it was me, Ollie and Bella. I forget their ages. They were quite young. I think Bella would have been about six, seven. So Ollie would been about nine, something like that. Um, and I said, look, you know, we're in McDonald's. There are different people in McDonald's. Okay. Different people into the relationship with McDonald's. You look at the whole thing. So you've got the consumers, the people who eat McDonald's. You've got um, the workers, the people who work in McDonald's, who serve us and get paid for doing that. So we're spending money, and they're getting paid for that. Okay, And then you've got the owners of McDonald's, who kind of sit back, don't do an awful lot, but get to enjoy some of the profits from McDonald's. Okay. And I said to them, who do you think's the best, best off? And of course, they said, well, us, Dad, we're eating McDonald's. I love McDonald's. It's our favourite meal. And I said, well, let's have a look. And we bought up beautiful iPhone right? We bought up McDonald's share price. We're back as far as we can. Then I forget the exact figures, okay? I said, but I showed them the receipt. Uh, There's another thing we do. We guess the bill, I'll tell you that in a second. I showed them receipt. And I said, look look at the price of this. And um, let's say it was £20. I can't remember the amount of money. It might be £30. £20, okay? And I said, okay, £20, we've spent that. We've eaten it. We've enjoyed it. We've loved it. We're going to go And that's it. It's over. What happens if we put £20, instead of eating this meal, we bought a McDonald's share, for example. How much would that share be worth today? They said, well, £20. I said, no, no, no. Because when McDonald's sell you some items, they say £20 in, they pay the girl who served us or the guy who served us. They pay for the rent on the building, but they keep some of the money. So the share of McDonald's becomes more and more valuable. You see all these people, if they kept just a couple of pounds from each item, it becomes more and more valuable. It builds up. And it's not just this one McDonald's, it's the McDonald's down the road, it's the McDonald's in London we went to. Remember we went to that McDonald's in America that time? And I said, McDonald's all over the world do the same thing. They keep some of the money that you spend and they keep it in the bank. And look, you can see how much they keep in the bank because you can see the share price going here. It was like 15 years ago or something. It was like $20 Rising, rising, rising. How much is it now? And it was like over $100, and they were blown away. I said, that is investing. Now tell me, who's the most luckiest person around the table? You know, it's like, you can enjoy the meal now as a consumer, but you'll really enjoy it as an owner. And that's the message I was trying to get across to them, that hey, it's fine to spend money. It's fine to spend money. But it's so important to invest money and allocate it for the future. So from a young age, we bought them a single share. And the share basically was a company that they knew and understood and they liked. So from quite early on, it was companies like Netflix, uh, Apple, um, Facebook, Disney, uh, Costco. We go to Costco. Um, It was companies that they knew because it was important to me that they engaged in the process. Apple, I think I said that. Uh, Microsoft, it's all the tech companies, because that's what kids do. Uh, And fortunately, tech's had a great experience. So out of all those, I think they've all had a good experience, bar Disney. I don't think Disney has been anywhere near as good as some of the other ones that they've had. Um, So they've had real-life experience of seeing these shares appreciate over time. Now, you don't have to buy the share, okay, because all of your finances are going to be different. It may not be possible for you to afford that, but you can still teach the lesson. Okay, and I will one of these days get around to write a book on um, kids kids and money. Um, but you can go to the London Stock Exchange and you can create a virtual portfolio. So go to uh, just London Stock Exchange um, and um, you'll find it in the in the warrenshoot.com and the blog post there. Um, just type in London Stock Exchange or on Google. And you can go there and create a virtual portfolio. So it doesn't cost you anything. So you can virtually trade. So you can say, okay... What if we bought this share? Let's buy it. But don't say what if all the time. Just say, okay, let's buy a share virtually. Let's pretend. Let's play this game. And make a diary note. If you're doing it virtually, you could probably do it once a quarter or once every six months, at least on their birthday is a minimum. And just buy a share and then just see. Um, And you kind of want them to have a good experience, but you want them to have a real experience. So it's okay if it goes down because that's what business is. It's like this. But the overall trend is upwards. Okay. And um, for... Most kids, if they choose companies that they know and nothing else, they're gonna say tech companies, and we're very fortunate that tech just seems to be doing better and better. Um, I mentioned guess the bill. One last thing um, on, um, I guess, you know, almost like kids' finance to probably move on a little bit. Uh, Really important to me that they understand how much things cost, okay? Um, And one of the things that we play is guess the bill. So whenever we go out for a meal, um, or we get something in. We say, "Okay, come on, guess the bill. How much is that?" Uh, and when we first started it, way off, way off. But over time, comes coming in, and sometimes they're more on the money than we are. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting just to get them attuned to what things cost without it being boring. Okay. Um, as a parent, though, uh, moving on slightly, as a parent, it's so important that you. Try to embark these lessons with your children so that we're raising money smart kids, but what's really essential is that you protect your own income because if you're not around, if something happens to you and the partner, so the, both parents die, you know, there's something there for them. Um, and I normally recommend that you raise some kind of life insurance policy. Um, if you don't have other assets that will meet the bill, uh, i.e. so if you're, you're wealthy already, you've got property and stuff like that and you really don't think they need it, that's understandable. But if you don't, then a family income benefit plan is a very low cost way even if you allocate like 10 pounds a month to it or something to build an ongoing income stream pays out an annual or a monthly amount of money tax free in the event of your death and it'll pay out for the remainder of the term so if it's a 25 year term and you pass away after five years you've got 20 years left on there okay then come on to your will it's so important you arrange a will a will is not just for the elderly a will is for everyone everyone OK, over the age of 18. So please arrange a will. I think we need them. Um, the Real thing about kids is if you both parents pass away, um, the children will go into social services care until the courts decide who their guardian will be. And that's a big thing for me. It's really important that you um, we get that um, sorted. Um, so, yeah, make sure we do that. OK, so. Um, a couple of other things, um, I just wanted to, a couple of things in the news almost, uh, the, the things I've wrote about in the past um, I wanted to sort of bring up, really around children and families, um, if anything else. Um, this This one thing blows people away, and I really want to make sure that it's on the forefront of your mind. Investing for your children's retirement. So anyone at any age can have a pension, even a newborn baby. A newborn baby can have a pension. Obviously, you can't physically open it themselves. A parent or guardian would have to do it for them. But they can have a pension in their name. And you can invest into that pension £2,880 a year. Um, sounds ridiculous, £2,880. Why that amount? Because when you have the tax relief on, because they still get tax relief, it'll be £3,600. So basically £300 a month Gross. Um, they can put into a pension and you put the contributions in net, you pay um, 75% of that basically. If you didn't do that, not about those big figures there, but you just use your child benefit. So most people earning under £50,000 a year will get child benefit. So I used to run this. I've been telling this story for so many years before they put the high income um, child benefit tax um, in place. So if you've got child benefit, £21 a week, if you put that into a pension from them from birth and saved it every single week or month up until their 18th birthday, And then you stop paying in altogether and you just let it grow from 18 until their state retirement age, which was at the moment is 68. Okay, so you pay in £21 a week from birth until 18. I've indexed the premium in line with inflation. And then you left it at 18, didn't touch it, allowed it to stay invested all the way until 68. And they got an eight percent return, which is slightly less than the index. So, you know, some people say that's high. Other people say, where do you get that figure from? Some might say it's low. Eight percent is what I've used. Have a guess what their pension fund might be worth. Okay, and consciously silent. Next, what do you think? I want you to participate and tell me. I can hear you. So it's um, twenty pounds a week, twenty-one pounds a week from zero until eighteen, left until sixty-eight. How much is that worth? 2.9 million pounds. Yeah, no, pick your chin up off the floor, stand up, 2.9 million pounds. It's worth doing, folks, even if you do 10 pounds a week. Um, for couples, marriage allowance, make sure you are claiming it if you can, so one of you is a basic rate taxpayer, one of you is a non-taxpayer. The non-taxpayer can transfer 10% of their personal allowance, 1,250 pounds, across to the basic rate taxpayer, saving them about £250 in tax, depends on how much they've got there, um, and you can go back and get six years as well. So definitely worth doing, definitely worth doing. A uh, couple of questions from the readers this week. We have, an endowment due, we have an endowment that is due to mature in about five years, until now it's been on track. Do you think the whole lockdown thing uh, and the pandemic will affect it drastically? Um, well, what I say is how important is it that that matures at a fixed rate? A fixed amount. So, for some people, it's very important that it matures on a fixed amount because that's their mortgage amount they need to repay. If that's the case, have a look, speak to the mortgage lender, have a look at, sorry, speak to your endowment provider, have a look at how the money is invested and see if you're able to um, change the fund so it's more lifestyle, so it um, becomes more cautious near the maturity. Um, one of it might be an, uh, with profits endowment, and therefore there might be a turn or bonus that you can realize. Um, and also benefit from that. So speak to the provider and see what fun mix you've got there. If it's not important, it matures at a fixed amount because maybe you paid the money off or something, then hey, don't worry, just allowed to run its course. Uh, How much does the lockdown cost the UK? That's another question coming from Ria. We don't really know the exact amount yet, um, but the last time I looked, um, the UK borrowing in April cost nearly 62 billion alone uh, compared to about 11 billion the previous year. Uh, and the Office National Statistics were forecasting it cost about 300 billion in total um, in the course of 2020-2021. Uh, um, hey, remember, Idealo, the price comparison website um, looks at all the different prices of goods around the country and what's trending. So barbecues look though they're a bit cheaper, um, and printers look though they're a bit cheaper, which is ideal if you are working from home. Hey, look, um, that was me. That was about raising money smart kids. Some of the things that I've done uh, with my own children. Uh, Please share your views with me. Let me know what you're doing with your own kids, what's working, what's not working. Um, And maybe I can mention it on another uh, episode and also message me with your questions. It helps me both with the podcast, the YouTube and also with the column in the Sunday Mirror. Um, My name's Warren Shu. This has been Financial Education for the Nation. It's a pleasure speaking to you and all of you stay safe.